everybody. This is Sarah. And this is Rob. And you are listening to How Much Do We Love, episode 115. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I still sound like I have a cold. I think it's because... It's the same night. <laughs> the same night. <laughs> Seems like time has passed. But it hasn't. But really... We were doing a twofer. Moments ago, that we were talking about Q-tips. Q-tips. Remember when we talked about Q-tips? That episode so long ago. So long ago. Remember when you sent us all those holiday cookie ideas? Mm -hmm. That was nice of you. Yes, hasn't actually happened yet in our world. I can't wait to try insert name here. Recipe for insert holiday cookie here. I like the apostrophe s sound you made. Yeah. Insert name here. Have I ever told you my? I have a great insert name here story. Actually, no. I was I was at a City Center's Encores event on a Monday night, and so it was their gala, like opening of No No Nanette, you know. And we were going because Rosie O'Donnell and uh, uh, Sandy Duncan, all these people are in are in uh, the production, and we go not knowing that. Patty Lapone is going to show up and give a speech. She shows up to give a speech thanking this major donor whose contributions to Encores made it possible for Gypsy to be done there, which then led to it being on Broadway. So she right. was her night off from Gypsy. So she comes in and she's like, and I want to, and I can't, and I have to thank Steve and his lovely wife. Phyllis and I'll never forget I met them at a Christmas party at the bubble and she's telling this very personal story she's like without his fearless leadership and contributions such productions as titles to come could have never been possible <laughs> and she said it so smoothly that nobody reacted like I just I turned to Doug I'm like did she just say such things as titles to come. And then I had start uncontrollably laughing. But I'm the only person in the whole theater who seems to have caught that uh, Patti Lapone clearly had her speech written for her. And, oh, my God. Uh, but she's a, she's a damn good actress because she made uh, titles to come sound like it was <laughs> a, a, a season brochure. It's like see attachment. Right. Such, <laughs> such productions as see attachment never happened <laughs> i love that well all right so that takes us to our first time which we love which is um something that i experienced in new york where that happened see how it all goes together how much do we love a cocktail flight i love everything about that i like flights and i like cocktails so fl- by flights we mean it's sort of a sampler right usually the, the most common um application i believe is usually a wine flight you might get three or four half glasses of wine. Yes. All at once to taste. Or maybe you could have a cheese flight. Cheese flight, another common use of the flight. A less common use, but also enjoyable. The pancake flight. Ooh. Didn't, isn't there some place in Chicago that does a pancake flight? I want to say orange does. I think maybe you're right. We like orange flights. Orange does, we, and yeah. maybe the, mon- the bongo room does. Room. I don't know about that place. Um, oh, did you catch my cold? I did. All of a sudden, I'm snuffly. Snuffing it up. Oh dear. Well, I was in New York, and actually, I was having drinks with you guys. Remember, eighteen um, A, my friend that I met on the airplane. Yes. <laughs> I was having drinks with him and his adorable partner, 
And um, they took me to this really fun bar in New York called the Flatiron Lounge. And I had just ordered a drink. It's very much like our beloved The Violet Hour in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more of like a scene, but really mm-hmm. swanky and fun and really f- fun, like old school cocktails, you know. And I had just picked one cocktail. And then I saw this flight go by and it was three mini martinis. So the glasses were miniature as well? Yes. Oh, I just love the idea they weren't of that. Teeny tiny. They were like maybe two thirds size, you know, so they weren't like baby That's glasses cool. or something on a little on a little tray. And I said, Hold the phone and I snagged our waitress down, who was clearly a model, like she was Eastern European and like six mm-hmm. foot four, you know, and you could just tell she was a model. And asked, said, what the hell was that? And she explained the drinks that were on it. And I said, is it too late to cancel my other order? I love and it. And she sent it over. And it was great because two of the drinks I really liked. One of them, eh, I liked okay. But that way I got to try three different ones. I what really if the like one that. that I ordered, and if I had just ordered one, had been something not so good? Well, I think that's like the best thing about a flight is that you so – a lot of times for me, especially if I go to a wine bar, I'll have – I'll maybe do a flight, but then I usually pick which one I liked the best of the four or three, and I order a glass of that. I wish I now could remember what was in any of the drinks. I do know there was one that had like a pear, eau de vie, and Mm -hmm. that was the one I didn't like so much because it had some absinthe in it. I can't remember. But there was one that had tequila... And grapefruit, and then a little bit of cinnamon liqueur. Mm. Delicious. Mm. But the contents of the drinks are less important than the fact that it was a cocktail flight. Cocktail flight. How much do we love it? I love it. Now, also, when I was in New York, I went um, shopping and found a whole bunch of fun, fancy Bitters, flavored bitters. Speaking of cocktails, how much do we love flavored bitters? Flavored bitters. Our my first experience with that um, came to us from our listener Kay, mm-hmm. who on uh, the very first year of the cocktail contest said that we needed to get some blood orange bitters, which right. at that time were very difficult to find. Now those are from stirrings. Those are now right. pretty well available. And there are other it's- other places have orange and blood orange ones now too. So well, good. in fact, Kay's contribution to the cocktail contest this year was a really amazing sounding recipe that required a lot of ingredients, one of which was this crazy sounding like Aztec, like Oaxacan mole bitters from mm-hmm. another company that is German, Bitterman's, and you had to order it from Germany, which didn't happen. Um so uh, the reason I actually went to this store in New York is because they had that particular bitters and I thought, oh, I'm going to get it and then I can finally make that drink. Well, they were out of it, but I did find another company called Fee Brothers, F-E-E Brothers, mm-hmm. and they had all these other flavored bitters and I came home with their Aztec chocolate, which I've yet to try. Not really sure what to put it in, but I also came home with rhubarb bitters and grapefruit bitters. Mm. How fun are those? Because, you know, they're both kind of bitter. Yes. Right. When you, you know, so uh, I had an early Thanksgiving slash birthday party for uh, a friend with some friends the week before Thanksgiving. And I had a little um, sparkling wine bar where I had sparkling wine and glasses and these different flavors of bitters. And the big winner, sparkling wine, I think I can't remember what it was. It may have been a Prosecco with a splash uh, with just a couple of drops of the grapefruit bitters. Yum. (gasps) 
so good because I mean, it wasn't a very sweet wine, and mm-hmm. it was it just totally made it sort of zing. But mostly, you just got the amazing smell, like when you put it up to your mouth. That sort of smell slash taste mm-hmm. is really good. The rhubarb also good, but actually a little needed a little bit of sweetness with it. And so um, when I decided I didn't love that, I added a little splash of Chambord, and it was mm-hmm. delicious because it, then it wasn't all sickly sweet. Well, that's kind of, I mean, usually when you have rhubarb in a dessert, you put it with a strawberry or something to exactly. kind of temper the rhubarb. So that makes sense, like rhubarb and Chambord. Yeah. Yeah. Yummy. Yes. So enjoyable. And now um, I was thinking that, so then I, when I came home, I was looking up Fee Brothers and they make these gift sets where you can send an assortment of either six or nine of their flavors. They have them on Amazon and you can get them. I have a link on there, howmuchdoelove.com slash store. Um, so you can buy them just right from our webpage um, through Amazon. And I think it would be a great gift idea for a cocktail. I lover. think I'm going to ask for that for Hanukkah. Slash Christmas. Yeah, it's good. They So they make other flavors. They have peach. They have mm. mint. They have cherry. And they have um, an orange as well. And they have that Aztec chocolate. A few other ones. So, But it's kind of fun, right? And these are inexpensive. Um, they were only, I don't know, 6 or $7 a bottle. They weren't like $30 a bottle. So right. you figured easy. If you don't love it, no, no big loss. Right. But um, I would have bought all of the flavors except I had to carry them home from New York. So do you have some ideas for us of what we could use with our what our fancy bitters for? Let us know. Mm, fancy bitters. Fancy bitters. All right. Um, the next thing we enjoy, my mom is a big sucker for this next thing. How much do you love those uh, crazy little cookbooks that they have at the checkout stand at the grocery store? I love them. They're like almost like booklets. They're like What is that booklets. called? That's called a... Uh, that form of a magazine is called something specific. Oh, I can't I think of what it is right now. I know, it might be like it. Sunset, Dinners for Two, mm-hmm. or um, Martha Stewart, Appetizers. But, you know, it's like a 20-page mini magazine sort of. Mm-hmm. And there, Or a lot of times they're like Betty Crocker, Helping Hands. You know, <laughs> it's like all these recipes you can make with soup. Yeah, I like the um, the Pillsbury ones are always good. <laughs> Because it has like eight different uses for crescent rolls. Crescent roll I'm a total sucker for those. And I sent Rob. Have good holiday ones too. Like, yes. like really cute ways of like, it's a, you know, whatever. It's a cupcake. But the way they show to decorate it is like ridiculous cute. They have some really creative person working there. And they're three or four dollars. So it's not like yeah. you're committing to a whole cookbook. But I get sucked into those a lot. And I, I sent Rob a text message. It, in fact, it was the day that I was making that Thanksgiving dinner before Thanksgiving because I was in the checkout aisle. I look over and there was a real simple Martha Stewart holiday one. And I thought, I wonder if she has a because I was waffling on what my sweet potato option was going to be. And I pulled it out and I thumbed through and saw it was like, and done and done. That's what I'm making. And I made these bourbon glazed sweet potatoes from that little booklet. It was totally worth it. And I sent Rob a text message that said, how much do we love the dumb, dumb cookbooks at the checkout aisle at the grocery store? Well, and Martha Stewart's Everyday Food is a kind of legit version of those. Like, Right. They, it's, you know, because it's like, but it's simple. I like that it can fit in your bag and you don't have to fold it up. I like the I'm, size of it. Something satisfying about that to me, too. It's like buying a magazine, really. But but then you don't just throw it away. I mean, I tend to buy them and then I don't make many things in them. But I like just reading cookbooks. So it's me fun. Too. 
but that's one of those funny little um when I was now I also you know when I was a kid I would buy the horoscope once at the checkout uh-huh here's my a whole horoscope for every day in March what is this a, a small book on talking to my cat was I'm in funny ones like that too that are like what is your dog trying to tell you right you're like he doesn't speak I, English yeah I don't know so, I don't know <laughs> don't know so do you guys buy those checkout cookbooks or is, are we just suckers i don't know yeah. i like them we might be suckers that's okay okay but well, that's okay you know what else i like what um i have a new favorite favorite as in i just enjoyed it today for the first time twitter account mm-hmm. um coke zero you know how much we love the coke zero mm-hmm. well I they have a tonight. they have a twitter account it's there it's twitter.com slash coke zero and the reason I found it is because a friend of mine had posted something about him going to get a Coke Zero. And then Coke Zero responded to him with a retweet and went, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> I don't know why. Awesome. It's, it's whoever, because it, a lot of times those corporate things, they're very, very stuffy. Yeah. This one, it makes me laugh. Like someone named Aaron Styles had, had Twittered, Aaron Styles, Coke Zero, my official drink for now. And then they Twittered it back. Coke Zero, the official drink of Aaron Styles. Awesome. <laughs> um, I love when companies, you know, actually have like a personality and they're not just sort of generic promotion. Another one that was funny was um, Starbucks. They're very, very active on Twitter. And Mike Birbiglia, who's that that um, comedian I've mentioned in the past, mm-hmm. um, I follow him. About on- him on the um- – what, the, moth? The, the moth podcast yeah. yeah he is very funny and he's on twitter as well and at one point he made some comment about starbucks like the I, maybe it was like about the instant coffee sucking or something and mm-hmm. they twittered twittered back to him oh. and then then began this whole like hilarious back and forth between the two of them it was very 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 funny he was like dude I just got a smackdown from Starbucks. And then they started just having a whole conversation. I was completely I it. intrigued. It was great. It was very funny. And the Starbucks totally held, the Starbucks person, whoever that is, totally held his own. I like thinking that there's actually a two liter bottle of Coke Zero at a computer typing. <laughs> totally. Well, how would it type? I don't know. What would it very, use? Very, very carefully. Actually, I'm imagining that as well. Like a cartoon version of a two liter mm-hmm. bottle of Coke Zero. Enjoyable. Who are some other like celebrity or company Twitter people you like to follow? I follow um, Method. Mm -hmm. Me too. And they have fun stuff. They a lot of times will have links to their site with um, uh, like little eco crafting projects. And they have contests too. Like, can you like they were during Halloween, they were seeing who could uh, do like method logo and like container shapes in their pumpkins. They were having a contest (laughs) of that. That's awesome. Um, they um that's also how i found out about their limited edition holiday scents oh yes oh what what are those gift, gift sets available there's like vanilla peppermint and holly berry and gingerbread i didn't know about that yeah well, you can I get reed infusers soap nice now what they had last year that i can't find this year and i'm running out is they had spiced pear yeah counter spray Mm-hmm. Like they're all purpose, but it was spice pear. So usually, you know, my we use the cucumber or the lavender here. And right. um, during the holidays, there was just something nice about like that was the little just little hint. Like all of their scents, you know, it's always like just a little tiny hint. Yeah. Of it. 
Um, you busted fair, it but... out when I was visiting. That's good. They you know um. It looks like it's not available anymore. No, it was it was last year's. Yeah. So Sad. um, I also follow Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family, and he, he was funny. on the class, and he was mm-hmm. in spelling bee. Another uh, Twitterer that I'm enjoying a lot from the Chicagoland area is the Chai Brunch Blog. Mm. C-H-I Brunch Blog. Oh, like Chicago. Got yes. It. And they, uh, they, they have a, it really is a blog, but their Twitter account is really active and they retweet, um, they kind of like gather information from all the best brunch spots in Chicago and they'll retweet things like, Angel Food Bakery has uh, a brunch special today with cheddar and bacon scones, you know. Nice. Today, come in to, um, I just read one, uh, Rodan Chicago, brunch tomorrow. Get your belly full of coffee or Bloody Mary by mentioning the Twitter account. Nice. You know, it's like all these little things. And um, the reason I found them is that I tweeted one day, come on Chicago brunch spots. Some of you should be open on Monday because actors like a lazy day brunch too. Oh, I remember saying you posted it. I just posted it because they really are uh, most of the, my favorite brunch places in Chicago are closed on Mondays Mm -hmm. and they retweeted it. And so then I was like, huh, what is this blog? And I went through and it's like, now I found all these other um, brunch spots, especially ones like down in Wicker Park that I don't know as much about, but it will, it tells you all of the, see right here, Twitter followers of the Chase Lounge receive, receive their first Bloody Mary or Mimosa on the house during this week. That's awesome. Yeah. So they, they do deal of the day. They retweet uh, reviews from other people who've, you know, they must do searches for yeah. brunch or whatever. And right. Um, it's fun. I really, I, I really useful. Yeah. There's definitely more and more, um, businesses getting on board and services that are utilizing Twitter in a way that's, um, enjoyable for us. You know who one of my favorite, um, celeb Twitterers is, is Peter Sagal, who is the host of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR Mm -hmm. and is also a author and playwright and Chicago theater goer because I love when he goes to see Chicago theater and he'll say oh, I just saw so-and-so at Chicago Shakespeare that Larry Yando sure is talented or you know I'm like yeah. hey that's my friend um but he's funny too because he he twitters about his interesting celebrity life and now he's on oh I'm on Craig Ferguson tonight but then he also is just a funny guy twittering about his life about his yeah. kids and his mom and and um enjoyable I think it's just Peter Sagal is his name so it's fun. I like it. We like it. I also like um, Michael Yuri on, is that his name? From, mm-hmm. um, Ugly, From Betty. Ugly Betty. He's a, He's a good one. Mm-hmm. I've been following uh, Lisa Welchel. <gasps> From the Facts uh, of Life? Blair from Facts of Life. Nice. Now, I find her, tw- her tweets to be very entertaining just because she has such a kind of interesting life of being a kind of a retired actress who's now like super super mom like she was tweeting the other day about her one of her daughters was having a sock hop themed party so she was like (laughs) tweeting about making the basement floor look like a checkered diner floor and love it tweeting pictures i'm like blair 
wasn't she kind of born again and didn't she do like a Christian yeah, album? She had a Christian album out when the Facts of Life was still on, actually. Oh. I've we have played um selections from that on um the PNS explosion <laughs> a couple times. I love it. Um yes. was a big Facts of Life fan. Mm, Blair. Blair. I like when celebs Twitter and it's not because they're doing it as a marketing tool, but they're just using it like we would, you know. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable. I feel like Doug gets a lot of his news from Star Jones. Does he? He'll be like <laughs> he'll be like out at dinner and he'll be like, Oh my gosh, Star Jones just tweeted about Tiger Woods getting in a car accident. And then two seconds later he's like, Now they think it was domestic abuse. <laughs> he's getting I'm like, why is Star Jones? I it's like for a moment I thought she was texting him because he was just so many more updates from he's got Star. a direct line to star jones i that's where i see a lot of breaking news instant and even um like a friend of mine was on the cal train which is the one of the commuter trains here in the bay area it's like, like kind of like the metro in chicago and um the train stopped nobody knew why and then she learned on twitter it was because two stops up another train had hit somebody on the tracks had been killed um mm. but Everybody on the train learned about it from Twitter because there was they were not getting any information from the actual train authorities. Anyway, I think it's useful. Um, you know where you can find us on Twitter. We have several accounts. We have how, how much do we love is one of them, and that's where we post a lot of links and sort of updates. And then uh, Rob, what's your personal one? I don't know. I think it's Lindley. I think it's Lindley Rob. It's Lindley Rob. Rob. It is. Okay. It's Lindley Rob, and mine is Sally. (laughs) I don't. I don't follow myself. (laughs) It's like I know. know. It's and mine's Sally Peanut. S A L L Y P N U T. So you can follow us at all those places. Now I hear you have an update for our last topic on one of your collectible glasses sets. We talked in some of our early. Um, episodes that I really enjoy a collectible glassware. Yes. Particularly something from the 70s. And we talked about my rescuer's glasses. Um, and uh, you, from other cocktail contests, have noted that we have prepared them in a Bianca or... Yes, maybe a penny. Maybe a penny. Mm-hmm. All right. So my uh, Brutus and Nero glass uh, got broken. Brutus mm. and Nero were the were the crocodiles oh. uh, got broken in the sink. Oh no. Recently? Really recently. And because, and the reason it broke is because um, there was a butter knife with uh, a lot of peanut butter on it. So Doug decided to let it soak in water mm-hmm. in the sink. And so he just dropped the butter knife into the glass Oh, no. And it just made like a quarter size hole at the bottom of the glass, oh, just like no. almost like it, like it looked like it punched a hole. Weird. <laughs> really weird. So um, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, that's eh, not that big of a deal. Yeah, whatever. It's Brutus and Nero. It's not, it's not he, Penny or Evan Rude. He's, he's like, I can totally, I'll totally replace it. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I've never had the full collection, but I do always keep my eyes out for them. Because which ones were you missing? I was missing about half of them. I think mm. I had, I think there's 10 total and I used to have like five. Okay. So then um, Doug is making the bed, like not even three or four days later, he's making the bed. And so he takes the duvet and he gives it a really big like fluff slash whip, mm-hmm. you know, where you kind of like yeah. go flap with, he does that not seeing that <laughs> Penny is on the <gasps> nightstand and it, and the duvet corner whips 
the glass off the nightstand and it busts into like a million pieces. Oh no. And it's Penny, the little girl. Not my cat Penny. Oh yeah, no. But your rescuer's glass with Penny. Although on I it. can imagine Penny also sitting on a nightstand. Yes, that she would just <laughs> run away. Right. So um now he's like oh beside himself. Like yeah, no he is and he like walks in he's like Robbie, I'm so sorry and I'm like it's fine. It's just a glass. It's really okay. So Doug loves a project and he loves the internet. And frankly, he loves to buy me things. Mm-hmm. So he gets it's goes a good online. Combo, those two yeah, things. He goes <laughs> online and finds like this, like the it's some website that's called like kitschy collectibleglassware.com or something like that. And he goes and he orders all of them that were missing. Every <gasps> single one. So he now I got Brutus and Nero and Penny replaced. Mm-hmm. But I'm right now drinking my soda stream out of my Madame Medusa glass. Wow. Madame Medusa, who was voiced by like Geraldine Page or somebody crazy like right. that, uh, is fabulous. And it's the mo- it's my favorite one. So I have Madame Medusa now. I've got Rufus the cat. Yes. That, um, I've got, um, what's his name? Do you have Wilbur. Evan Rude? I've always had Evan Rude. Right. Orville? Orville, the big, the big sea, seagull type, Buddy Hackett voiced um, airplane. Yes, or, he's like an albatross or something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he was an albatross. Um, nice. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Wow. So, yeah, now I have all of the the rescuers glass, and the Rufus one was not cheap. I guess that one, for some whatever reason, is a lot more rare than huh. the other ones. Do you have Bernard? Bernard and B- Bernard and Bianca and Penny and Evan Rude and Brutus and Nero were the original ones I had. Got it. And the, the rest, Scott. That's so exciting. Nicely done, Doug. But it's kind of you know we have we have like a grown up apartment and like and ni- <laughs> nice kitchen and things. And then you open up the kitchen counter and it's just this wall of cartoon character glasses. There's nothing wrong with that. Because I also have an ET phone home glass that I like to drink out of too. Does it make you turn on your heart light? It does. Let it shine wherever you go. Delicious. Um, I love that story. I didn't know what it was going to be. You said I have an update to the rescuer's glasses and I I like that story. It started out like it was going to be sad and then it ended very triumphantly. I thought of you today because I was at uh, the water tower place and went past – the desserts and yeah, that's where they sell the magic pan crepes. <gasps> the magic pan. Well, how much you love magic pan crepes. I see. I, I want to go there to see if it's the same as the magic pan of my youth, which was its own standalone restaurant. Yes. And this, and they have this plaque that's like claiming, you know, this whole thing about how they bought the recipe from magic pan and they has like trademark symbol and everything. Does it have the big like carousel of pans and the person making the crepes? There is someone there making the crepes, yes. But that's not in a big carousel of pans. I don't think so. Do you guys, we've, we must have talked about that before on the magic show. Pan. The magic pan. No? Yes? I can't remember. I don't know if we did. I know you and I have talked about yeah. it because you mentioned it once and how happy it makes you. And I'm like, they have it at Water Tower. And you're like, like what? what? <laughs> yes. It was this place in Atlanta. I want to say it was at Lenox Square Mall. Is that right, Jungle Marge? I'm sure she'll let me know. Um and I loved it. And you, I would always get the like the cream, the like some kind of creamy chicken crepe or the spinach, cream spinach crepe, or there was a ham and cheese one. And then you get the dessert dessert crepe. Oh, 
when they had this amazing piece. Savory crepes are one of my favorites. Oh, these were so good. And it was just, I mean, I don't know if they were good. They were good to me as a child. And it was so fun because, you know, you know, you know how Chevy's has the like carousel where they make the tortillas. Yes. It's kind of like that. Kind of like that. But it was a circle of burners that slowly went around. And then the person would stand there and dip the back of the pan in the crepe batter and then flip it over onto the, and then by the time it came around, you would be taking them off with one hand and I would watch them make those crepes. Mm. It's not the same at Chevy's. No, I, it's not the same at Water Tower. There's certainly not that much production going into it. Mm. And only dessert crepes available. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Well, I like that's a, a good little bonus, That's a though. good bonus one. I like, yeah. I like a savory crepe. At La Creperie in Chicago, get yes. the beef bourguignon. Ooh, oh. that was a good little place. So good. Over by uh, the Century Mall, right? Yes, and it's been there for years and years, and it's a French couple that owns it. It's really lovely. Oui. Yummy. Oui. That was French. Well, I think that now we're just rambling, so we should – I think that well, we should wrap it up. We'll call it a day. All right. Um, so we love cocktail flights. We, we love flavored bitters. You should check out the Fee Brothers assortment. We think it would be a great gift. Um, at howmuchdoelove.com slash store. Uh, we love the checkout cookbooks. Yes. Cookbooks at the checkout aisle. And – what, and we love my completed Rescuers Glass yes. collection. And also various celebrity and company Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite that you guys follow? Let us know. And follow us on Twitter. And we'll, yeah. um, we'd will we like to hear what you have to say as well. So you can always reach us at podcast at howmuchdowelove.com. You can find or join our fan page at facebook.com slash howmuchdowelove. Lots of discussion going on over there. And it's almost the holidays. Yay. Well, I guess it is the holidays. It's almost Hanukkah. It it's almost Hanukkah. We'll be having some good uh, – we're going to have some more end-of-the-year giveaways coming up soon. So oh, you would So be sure do. to keep listening, folks. We have a, good, a couple of giveaways. Um, yeah. We love giving stuff away. So that's it. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.